Welcome to What If. I'm your host, Kremus Techni, and today we're in the very arty and very beautiful apartment of a good friend of mine, Tyron Vincent. Tyron, thanks for having us. Hey, great to have you, man. Uh, absolutely. Um, Tyron is an independent entrepreneur, he has been a model, um, he is a private art collector, and he also started an urban art festival in Frankfurt called the Frankfurt Art Experience. Um, Tyron, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into art in general. I started collecting art about 25 years ago and for me it's just like um, it's an addition to everyday life you know it's, it's if you don't um, if you look for answers and you look for a deeper way into philosophy then art is a great solution just to live with and just to look at and just to work with you meet a lot of people through art did you even as a child had a deep connection to art no when you're a child and you become a teenager you're busy with other things you're busy with life but later on in life you know my focus shifted to art and it stayed with me ever since do you remember that moment where you had like a deep connection or something or what does it just happen over time? It happens over time. Um, I hear most of the time that I have a, I have a very specific vision, you know, it's like, it's something that you can, I don't want to say you can't learn because you can, if you deal with something that you have an interest in, you will eventually learn, but it's, it's been given to me to look at situations and completely understand them. And it could be abstract, it could be um, non-visual, you know, but I, I, I take a look, I take a peek and I understand what's, what's going on. Okay. And can you give the audience like a quick summary about like the last 25 years of your life? Um, I used to be a dancer. Um, from dancing, I moved into modeling. From modeling, I moved into building my own agency. Um, my agency is now, I want to say, 20 years um, on the market. We do fashion show and lifestyle productions for big brands. And uh, this is my everyday life, and I still enjoy it. That's fantastic. And did you grow up actually in Frankfurt, or did you choose to be here for work reasons? I, do, I choose to be here, and it's still an ongoing process. I left Frankfurt a couple of times. I lived in New York. I lived in Chicago. Uh, we most recently, uh, most recently left Miami. Uh, we had a we had a um, um, a place there, uh, and now I'm back in Frankfurt because um, I love the city. My parents are still here. My two moms, um, I'm adopted, so I have two moms, and it's a great point of operations, as I call it. That's fantastic. Um, and what you guys did like last year, the Frankfurt Art Experience? How did you? How, what kind of feeling was it for you to see it happening? I mean, the journey to, to have, a, have you uh, create a festival for people um, that has um, a center of art is an amazing experience because it, it was an innocent idea. You know, me going after work um, every day, passing a street where you see all the galleries and then one day you'd be like, how come nobody talks about these galleries and how come they're so under radar? And I sat down with friends and I said, hey, this is actually a great idea. And then, you know, I started building up a, um, yeah, like a whole program. What could you do? Uh, what's lacking? Communication is lacking. And then, you know, I tied in a couple of loose ends. And the next thing you knew, the city of Frankfurt funded the festival um, substantially. And um, so did the county of Hessen. And um, we had about uh, 15,000 people visiting. It was amazing. Wow. How was the feedback? incredible so we actually currently working on a second edition oh, fantastic do you feel like the people in frankfurt they always were looking for something like that they're looking even for more art in their daily life i don't think it's people in frankfurt um specifically i think people are looking for something you have a void mm. and uh, i don't think a lot of the voids that we have as human beings you cannot answer with more shopping and more consumption and more um, hedonistic behavior you know um, sometimes we look actually for content and art is a great content 
uh, we must not forget we have an amazing brain and um, art is able to trigger a brain in in ways that other things cannot yeah absolutely how would you see a world where for example we wouldn't need to work anymore right because through the automation and technology we're probably getting there to, to a certain degree how do you think or which role do you think will art play even? Um, art is a great way for people to meet on a neutral ground because if you look at an artwork and you speak to somebody about art um, everybody's allowed to have their own position because there is no wrong position when it comes to the perception of artistic work um, and you are right I think um, it's an essential um, challenge to talk about what's going to happen if we have less and less work and people have more freedom to be humans you know, what's the solution? Are we going to buy more? Is there going to, is, is there going to be a solution? Are we going to eat more? Are we, are we, what are we going to do? And I think one of the solutions is that, you know, if you want to fill your life with a content that triggers your growth and triggers your um, being critical with yourself and, and raising new questions and um, talking about the philosophy of life, then art has a great role. Okay. Do you think people currently, they need like, work as a way to say I am this and that is it something they need to to find meaning for them I mean you know we have we have different challenges a lot of people work in jobs that they despite they really hate them and mm. um, then the job becomes something that they forcefully have to do in order for them to be able to um, um, afford a life that they otherwise cannot right. then there's people that identify themselves you know with the certain status that they get um, from their work. Um, interestingly enough, I, you know, being a producer for some of the main shows uh, worldwide for fashion, I could live a status life, but privately I completely live quiet. Uh, I don't want to say secluded because I have my own ways with my own friends. But the funny thing is, my job is so much fun that I don't respond to the status for me it's just a job and it's something that i like to do you enjoy the process right i enjoy the process i enjoy meeting the people i enjoy the execution i enjoy the results mm. it's really incredible you really don't think so much about the status until of course you're backstage and you know people trying to get access and you real you realize how limited the access to this world really is right a few years ago i met a tv cook called shakal Okay. He is on German TV, he has restaurants in Berlin and so on. Okay. He's from Argentina. He traveled to over 150 countries. And uh, I asked him, so what is like, what is your drive in life? Like, what do you really like to get happy and all of that? And he said, look at my fingers and show the tattoo on his finger saying, love the process. And if you don't enjoy the process, why are you doing what are you doing anyway, right? Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, now, you know, just a minute ago when you mentioned this, I'm thinking about what's the happiness. You know, with my partner, and I, I've been in a relationship now for um, close to five years, again. <laughs> it's the, it's, I always hear that I work so much. The, the crazy thing is, I don't see it as working so much. I get up in the morning and I do the things that I need to do in order for me to get where I need to get. If I look back after um, a, a project has been accomplished, then it's you really surprised how much you packed in there. But while you're on the way, it, it doesn't look like it's work. It just happens to be things that you need to do. Right. And there's days where I don't do shit. And there's things, there's days when I do, when I work 18 hours a day and I, I feel equally good. That's fantastic. Do you feel like there was a time where you didn't enjoy that process? 
I'm not sure. I've been raised. Um, I've been raised to an extent where where my parents always encourage me being happy, and sometimes being lazy makes you happy, and sometimes being super active makes you makes you happy. Everything in life is about balance, right. you know. I know there's a there's a lot of talk about life, uh, life and work balance, or life and life balance. Um, essentially, we must not forget we are very active mammals. Uh, we are two million years and older than that in developing you know running savannas and climbing mountains we activity is an essential part of our life so i think we're made for activity and another essential part is that we need to use our brain right right absolutely so let's imagine now if you go out now right you will later go to another city traveling uh you leave your house now and nobody needs to work anymore like that Because everyone gets like, I don't know, 5K per month or 10K and they're all safe. How do you think your way to, uh, to the train station or airport will be different if you would leave the house now? What would you see? I think I see people being happier. I think that's, that's, it, it would be a substantial change in society if people really could do what they want to do. You have people that have no drive to do anything. And that should be fine, you know, it, not everybody's meant um, to be the same branch. And then you have people that want to get the fullest out of life and the full, getting the fullest out of life. I think we have more time for activities and to actually really discover and get involved in empathic processes. You know, if somebody is not doing well, let's say, you know, we all get the same amount of money and somebody's not doing well, you could actually really deal with the person and help them get better without any limitations and today uh, the biggest excuse that we have as a society is i cannot help you because i'm busy with my own stuff mm. <laughs> you know and that's that's i think that would be a major change if we could actually really focus on us as mankind and not anymore on the processes of making money to survive but why do you think we're still doing it i have no idea i think the worst curse um, for for us is that the invention of money I think when you are born, everybody is entitled automatically. As soon as you do your first scream, somebody should come in and say, this is your house where you can live for the rest of your life. This is your pass for water so you can have free water. And, um, you know, I think everybody's entitled to a place to live and water. You know, with food, um, it used to be different back in the days. You know, there was a lot of trading going on. Right. One manufactured this, the other one manufactured that. and. You know, yeah, of course, sometimes you had to make money, but people were trading more, you know, uh, knowledge, um, craftsmanship, you do this and I do that. And even in the Caribbean today, where part of my family is from, when you build a house, you need to be cool with the society that lives around you because when you build a house, you need help, mm. you know, so when they help you, you help them. And that's, that's been so forgotten. Okay, so the time before money actually is an exchange form. Yeah. So you wouldn't say that capitalism is the root of all. Yeah. No, it's not. I think it's the it's a dead end. Okay. Uh, people, there's there's going to be people and individuals and companies that get richer and richer and richer, and you know it does. There's no difference between five trillion and fifteen trillion. What is that going to do if there is suffering on the planet? You know, the most essential thing, and I don't want to sound too. Um, to 80, um, 
people need water and food and need a place to live. That's the answers that we have to find for everybody on this planet. At the same time, we're becoming more and more and more. I think we're going to hit, um, we're going to hit 8 billion people um, eventually, um, possibly while I'm still alive. And that's going to be another challenge, you know. Um, how are we going to be able to provide shelter for everybody? How are we going to provide a safe situation for everybody? You know, I think um, even in society um, um, purposes spoken, um, today you deal with a lot of racism. These, these, these major shifts from one continent to another are becoming bigger and bigger. And essentially, it's not going to be important anymore if you were German or if you were Brazilian or were Australian. I think we're going we're gonna to see a liberation of being human. Right. Wow, I think I need to take a break for that just to let the thing in. Um, but would you also say that just the idea of um, comparing yourself has also lead to people not doing what they really want to do because, oh, that person makes so much money. Maybe I should continue working to get that much amount of money. We are comparing. We cannot compare ourselves because we're all different. Yeah, but you, know? you th still think people still do it? Yeah, I see, I see a lot of competition, which I think is senseless. You know, I have days mm -hmm. when I go in and I work on creative boards and in the processes that we do when we work for customers. And what does it mean if I have a bad day? That just simply means I cannot produce the ideas. Um, I just simply cannot produce ideas and somebody else does. Does that make it better or worse? Does it make it better if, you know, out of eight days I produce ideas and out of um, 10 days he produces ideas? It doesn't really matter. It's we are a team. It's a team effort, and people need to remember that. Right, but why? Why do you think people do that comparison? I don't. I have no idea. You know, it's it's. I think it's in our genes. When we used to be not the modern human, um, it was more about surviving of the fittest and the strongest. And this is this is in our genetics. But today, I think we need to shift away from making this this genetic appeal of 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 competition. Um, about money, I think it needs to be a competition about who is going to be the better human. Mm, wow, yeah, absolutely. And how do you think art could help on that journey? Well, artists, you know, I experience in my private um, surrounding, uh, we have days where we open our, our collection at our house. We not living um, like other people do in a museum. It's a, it's a regular apartment, three rooms, and it's plastered with art. And sometimes we open our doors so strangers can actually sign up for an appointment. Um, there's a process and then you can come and see and speak to us. And what we realize is, number one, when people come and as they go, they have a completely different opinion about not the art, but about what it could mean if you're going to a stranger's house who welcomes you as just a human. And this is the big, the, the most impressive process that we see. People come as strangers and when they leave, they have a little bit more courage of not being so secluded. Wow. Because we are strangers, you know, when these people come, it's not like we know them. It's normally a group of 20, 25 people. We meet them for the first time. And uh, the, the biggest thing that they want to talk about is why do you open your house for strangers? And I said, why wouldn't I? Wow. That, that reminds me of me visiting Torino in Italy like three years ago, where they had like the open day um, of houses. The 100 houses in Torino opened their houses. And uh, I came there for the first time and even the prison opened up their doors. So me and my friend, we went to the prison where there were people cooking and you experienced it from a totally different angle. And then you went to people's houses and you felt like, wow, Torino feels like a big living room of uh, grandpas and uncles and aunts where you, everyone feels so close to each other. 
it was such a beautiful experience where I could imagine what you've done here to maybe even do it as a whole day also in Frankfurt. You know, our longing for being human beings is not to be harsh. Our longing is to not be portrayed and not not be taken advantage of, but to love and share. It's like, you know, in, in the area that I live in, it's a little easier because we know each other in this house. I know every neighbor. Uh, we had times when the doors were not locked and you could just really literally knock on your neighbor's door and just walk in. This is in this house, it's a, eight, uh, a party house, but something is happening in society that we think we need to shield ourselves off. Right. There was an interesting point. There was even a study made about a city in the US in the 70s where people were overweight, they drank a lot of alcohol, <clears throat> too much sugar, smoked and all of that. But in general, they lived in average, they lived 10 years longer than most other cities in the US. There you go. And the reason for that was they lived in big families together in houses where they deep connected uh, relationships. Yes. So do you think in a world where we're going for probably more and more isolation, that deep connection, that human connection is something that is missing? I mean, something we need to realize. Um, as long as we lived, there has been circles. Mm -hmm. So there's times where it's not about being social and there's times when uh, society as a whole has been frightened and a lot of wars been going on. I think in this age where we live in, where you know science and technology make immense um, um, developments, I think there's going to be coming a point where we remember that we are humans, we are tactile, we have a heart, we need to see, we need to talk, we need to hug each other. Um, and these are going to be the essentials that we will remember because without them, we will not have a great condition. Wow. So do you think art helps people to become more human again? It's an enabler. You know, art has different perspectives. Um, we've been speaking a lot about the process of me being an art collector. That means I'm buying works and, and, and I cherish them and I keep them. But you also deal with people that manufacture this. They make it. And if you speak to an artist, some of the artists that I meet are incredibly free spirits. And, um, you know, if, if I would make and build more time, maybe I could be an artist. I just choose for now another path. That doesn't mean I cannot change it. Yeah, right. But do you think in a world where people wouldn't work, they would use art from so many different angles, like producing art, being artists, collecting art? bringing people together through art or how do you, would you see it? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to turn the question on you. Let's say you don't have to work anymore. What would you do all day? I would just paint and play. Well, you know, for you, it's paint and for other people, it's maybe baking bread, right? But that could be a community service. You, you bake bread for the house that you live in, you know, that could be your purpose. So, you know, there's a, there's a difference between art and an artistical approach. But I think when we have a lot of time on our hands, the, the, you know, there's a limit to self-optimization. I think we need to stay active. But if we, stay, if we stay active just for the sake of vanity, so we can mm -hmm. compare each other how pretty we are, then it's hollow, you know? And I think an artistic approach to life could really help answer some of the questions that we have. Wow. Do you think if you would just take out the idea of money, people would start again to really focus on what they enjoy and bring the biggest value to community? Yeah, I mean, we all know that money is um, just really not a good development. You know, it's a, it's a capitalistic driven world and it's been proven that it it doesn't solve. It makes things just more complicated. 
I, and once again, I stick with this. If people know from the day that they're born, they will always have a place to stay. They will always have food and drink. You will see it's going to change the complete society. Wow. Do you think in Frankfurt, for example, we could do that kind of experiment to a certain degree? It'd be interesting. I think for any city, it would be a very daring and bold experiment, you know, not just for Frankfurt. That's the city I happen to live in and you as well. Mm. But I think as a society, it would be a bold experiment, you know. And once again, this will has to, it, we are we're coming to a point where this needs to be answered. We cannot go on to to fuel, fuel the system. It's not getting better. Right. I agree. Um, is there anything that you would like to see change immediately? Every change takes time. Um, some of the systems that you and I live by and other people as well have been installed and been in action for such a long time. You cannot just chop them off and um, try something new. But then again, you know, me being a creative, sometimes I know that's the solution. It's uh, before you talk about something forever and forever and forever, sometimes it just helps to do it. Um, but I think it would be nice to see while I'm still alive, um, some of the, of the practices change, you know, um, life is so expensive. And, and if you know, life is expensive, you know, already how much time you have to spend in order for you to fulfill your duty and pay rent and buy food and this and that and the other. If I had time, I would, I would live, I still live a beautiful life, but I would just be free from this, you know, uh, commercial and capitalistic approach. Wow. Uh, coming to our last question that we always ask uh, our interview guests, um, what should someone do who wants to become more human by experiencing art 10% more or 10 times more? I didn't understand the question, I'm sorry. Uh, what should someone do who wants to become even more human or experience what it means to be human again through art? Um, like someone who wants to become 10% more human through art and someone who wants to become 10 times more human. <laughs> um, it's an abstract question, but... It's, uh, a, it's a very abstract question because I think art has nothing to do with that process. If you get up in the morning and you open your eyes, you have to decide how good you want to be. That's all you have to do. And if you know you have a string of days coming up, so you're waking up again tomorrow, you just have to improve on more good things you want to do. So if you start on Monday being a bad person, uh, you can start on Tuesday being a less bad person and you can start on Wednesday being a better person and you start on Thursday, you being a good person, then you start on Friday, you being the best person. That's very true. Any last things from your side that you would like to share with the audience? Uh, everybody should be happy living. Perfect. Taron, thanks so much for the interview. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. And I uh, hope to see you soon. Of course, thank you.